it took a lot of blood, sweat, tears going for four years of school and working two part-time jobs. You know, again, there's always something good that comes out of it. And for me, it was testing my endurance, testing my work ethic um, amongst everything else. But also, again, as I mentioned earlier, just meeting some wonderful people along the way. So no, I would not take anything back. Started. Okay, all right. Let's get started. All right. Welcome back to Hawaii Real, everybody. I'm your host, Io Ke'ehu. And I want to send a shout out to our beverage host for this episode, Hawaiian Springs Water. You can purchase Hawaiian Springs Water at the Amazon link in the description below. It's a great alkaline water to combat all that acid that you get from like lunches and hamburgers, french fries, that kind of stuff. Great water. Check it out. Hawaiian Springs Water in the description below. And this episode is being brought to you today by the Native Hawaiian Hospitality Association. Native Hawaiian Hospitality Association was founded by iconic Hawaiian leaders who understood the implications, opportunities, and impacts that Hawaii's largest industry was having on the people of Hawaii, Hawaiian culture, local ways, and our state's natural and cultural resources. Supported by the Hawaii Tourism Authority, Naha promotes and perpetuates the authentic spirit of aloha and Hawaiian culture in hospitality, industry planning, promotion, and product development. You're going to want to check out this great organization at www.nahha.com. And today I have an awesome, super awesome guest here. Oh, thank you. Hi, Sherry. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Sherry Minor McNamara. President CEO of the Hawaii Chamber of Commerce. That's correct. Which the was, state chamber. State chamber. Mm-hmm. And I was just uh, made a uh, member. Yes. So welcome aboard. Thank you so much for that. That was super awesome of you guys. We we'll look forward to your engagement. My engagement? Yes. I getting look forward involved. to like networking and getting really involved in chamber and like meeting all sorts of business minded people, business owners mm-hmm. and stuff like that and getting them involved with, hey, podcasting is like the new thing that's coming up and coming out to mm-hmm. advertise and be a part of a business. And so. who knows, one of our guests might be a member of the chamber that you might want to interview as you go and network at all these different events. And now that things are opening up, we will have some business after hours. Yay, yeah. finally. I know. <laughs> yeah, open up, Hawaii, please. All right, so we want to start off. You've been on a bunch of shows and uh, had a bunch of talks and everything like that. So thank you. But I heard yours is different. Mine's a little different. It's yeah. a little creaky and crazy. So <laughs> all yeah, right. just, just go with the flow. <laughs> okay. All right. Where are you from? I am actually from Hilo, Hawaii. I was uh, born in Tokyo, Japan and raised in Hilo. Went to public school system from K to 12, Hilo Union, Waikia Intermediate, Waikia High School. Yeah, not too many people know that I'm actually from Hilo, but I am a local girl. And they say, you know, you can take the girl out of Hilo, but you can't take the Hilo out of the girl. And that is 100% right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, how were you born in Tokyo? My mom uh, was born and raised in Japan. So she's actually from Japan. She moved to Hawaii when she was 19 years old, coming to Hawaii with nothing, didn't know anyone, uh, and just came here because that was her dream. Uh, And so she came here and let's say, I think 50 years, 60 years later, she's Still in Hawaii. She lives in Hilo. Uh, she started her own small business about 40 years ago. Wow. Yeah, travel agency. And again, not knowing anything about the industry, but she knew that she wanted to do something with travel and then with business. And so she started her business from ground up on her own. And yeah, again, she, 40 years later, she still has it. So to go back to your question, why? how was I born in Tokyo? Well, my mom's father wasn't doing so well. And so she, uh, she was pregnant with me. And she decided to go back to Japan, uh, visit her parents, and stay there and have me. And oh, so, so mom, mom was in Hawaii already. She was already in Hawaii. Oh, okay. Right. I'm the middle child, so 
have an older sister who from, um, was married, uh, born in Honolulu and a younger brother who was born in Honolulu as well. But I'm the middle kid and uh, yeah, she decided had, to have me. Do you have Japan. joint, joint uh, is it joint citizenship? I do not. I do not. I did have a uh, Japanese passport initially. And then when I turned 16 is when I got my U.S. citizenship. Wait, oh, you weren't U.S.? I, oh, I guess not because your mom wasn't a citizen at the time and you were born outside the United States. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Are you trying to figure that one out? <laughs> yeah, I am. No, because I'm an army brat. Oh, so. okay. Even though uh, my family hails from Hawaii, mm-hmm. I was born in Texas. Oh, okay. And my father, who's mm-hmm. part Hawaiian, uh, part Japanese, part Puerto Rican, I was born in Queens, New York. Okay. Oh. Yeah, because grandpa was in the military too, right Got after it. World War, uh, during World War II and everything like that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so like Hawaiian, but not from Hawaii, but now living in Hawaii, but right. my kids are from Hawaii now, so. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's why I speak the way I speak. It was like, wow, what kind of Hawaiian you? Like, you were man, didn't you? It was like, yeah, how do you know? Oh, the way you talk? I was like, hmm, that's not how people come man talk, really. Okay. Well, at least ended up here, right? Back home. So I did. That's the main thing. I did. Did you go away to college? I did. I went to UCLA. Uh, Ooh, Bruins. Yeah, you go Bruins. Lived in LA for about eight years, then New York, Washington, D.C. Then I went to Japan to work for two years. And after 10 years, I thought, okay, it's time to go back home. I really missed Hawaii. And moved back, but I didn't have any job, so I ended up going back to school. So I pursued my uh, law degree, uh, and after the first year, I realized, okay, law is not for me. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to practice law, but I didn't want to quit because that I already put in w- one year, and so I stuck it through. And then it was after my second year when I decided, okay, hmm, maybe I'll get my MBA too because they University of Hawaii, uh, they had this joint program, the Richardson School of Law, which shied um, business school a joint program where you could pursue both degrees so it took me four years yeah okay so you got the the law degree i i did yeah but never practiced oh yeah interesting yeah very cool but you know i mean that's a hard degree to get too it was tough i will say it was tough but i made some wonderful friends and who i still stay in touch with and you know it's all about relationships here and so because of law school and business school I was able to um, meet a lot of great and wonderful people and people that I still network with and at some point have had some kind of business relationship and um, did business with them and just form even mm. personal relationships. So I don't regret investing four years of school. Uh, it was tough because I went to law school in the morning, worked two jobs in between, oh, and then went to business school in the evening. Yeah. And now look at you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I never practiced law, so. <laughs> but, but so I mean, I might want to come back to that uh, whole topic uh, later on in the in the conversation. Um, just about getting a law degree mm-hmm. and going into business, or going into like the business sector with a law degree. But you also get a business degree, so you're just killing it. So. <laughs> It's just I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused. That's why I got them both. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> but. Well, looking back on it now, would you do anything different? I wouldn't, no. no. There was always a reason for everything. And while it took a lot of blood, sweat, tears going for four years of school and working two part-time jobs, you know, again, there's always something good that comes out of it. And for me, it was testing my endurance, testing my work ethic um, amongst everything else. But also, again, as I mentioned earlier, just meeting some wonderful people along the way. So no, I would not take anything back. What is the craziest job you ever had? 
Because <laughs> you've been all around the country and living in Japan. I have. Gosh, I've had a lot of fun jobs because after college, I really did not know what I wanted to do. So I just tried different things. And when you're in LA, you're expected to work in the entertainment industry, in New York, the fashion industry, in DC, politics, right? So every place I moved, I gravitated towards those type of jobs. But I guess the one fun job was working for Elton John Productions. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So assisting the uh, executive producer with concerts, uh, with all his logistics and everything that evolved Elton John. So it was, it was fun. Do you have a favorite Elton John song now? Oh, God. He has so many great songs. Yeah. There's not... Um, definitely the Lion King one. Oh, um, right. And Yellow Big Road. I mean, there's, there's too many to name. There's not a favorite. I just, they're all my favorites. In my head, it's, it's yeah. the uh, I'm Still Standing. Oh, yeah. That's like, a once good one that too. plays in my head, it just like goes, goes, right? goes, goes. Yeah. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> Start bopping your head. And, yeah. No. And then it was in that cartoon movie uh, with... The animals, zoo, was it zoo? No, something like that. The gotcha. animals were, sing. Oh, okay. It was like a cartoon movie. Well, he's done so many. And all many. these animals are singing and yeah. like um, the ape animal uh, is a piano playing singer and he sings that song. Uh, I'm still standing. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> okay. And my kids loved it too. And I was like, wow, this is an awesome song. <laughs> it's one of those you can play over and over and over, right? You kind of have get tired to. of it. You kind of have to because yeah. you get stuck in your head. Right, like, oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a good, pertinent song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a fun job. Definitely fun. You just got to see what, a, you know, supporting a personal famous artist and what they go through too on their side, but also what it takes to support. Uh, a renowned artist like Elton John, but it was fun. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. It's a very interesting tidbit about you. <laughs> Thanks. Do, oh, do you have a nickname? Depends who you ask. I've been called Share Bear, I think. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, Share Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Share Bear. Or now Sherry Mac because wait, it's Menor McNamara. Mm -hmm. So shortcut Sherry Mac. So it depends who you talk to. I have different. Well, who called Nicknames. you Share Bear? Oh, some good friends. And, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Share Bear Stare. Share Bear. <laughs> if you were Care Bear, which one would you be? <laughs> I'd be the guy with the, the cloud and the rain on him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shave ice or ice cream? Okay. Well, I think we talked about this before I went on air, but. I'm from Hilo, so we call it ice shave. So I like ice shave with the uh, ice cream and azuki beans. And there used to be a place called Itsu's Fishing Place, Fishing Store, and they used to have the best ice shave because the ice was so fine and it was like snow, um, but it was the best place ever. So in if well, to answer your question, shave ice, but... It should be ice, ice shave. shave. It's, that's <laughs> well, backwards. When we say ice shave, we know that you're from Hilo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, Hilo might be the only place that says that. I think so. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, but it is backwards. But hey, more power to you guys. It is the same food. I mean, it's better than calling a snow cone. Right. Which, so yeah. I shave. <laughs> okay. I mean, when you first said that off camera, I was like, I thought you said I shave. I'm I like, what? <laughs> that, that's not the question. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you have a preference, uh, chocolate or strawberry? Oh, chocolate. Milk chocolate. Mm. But I I like things in the chocolate. 
What do you mean? <laughs> like either peanut butter, uh, cookies, or it just can't be plain chocolate. I see. It has to be have something. Do you have a favorite candy bar? Everybody loves Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> no, I guess not everybody. <laughs> Twix. Like oh, Twix, Twix is good. Yeah, Twix yeah, is yeah. good too. Yeah. And just got to put it in the freezer so it's nice and chewy. Oh. Yeah, let it melt a little bit. Not tried that. We'll try that now. Yeah. It's good. Thank you. See? Yeah, peppermint patties too. Put it in the freezer. Mm. Yeah, candy takes on a whole new realm when you put it in th into the freezer. It does. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. <laughs> or when you shred it and put it in ice cream. I don't know. There's always different ways of... <laughs> yeah, I can always get creative. <laughs> I remember one time got this whole carton of uh, Metagold ice cream and vanilla and chocolate and just dump it in this big bowl and put every kind of candy you can possibly think of. M&M's, um, Snickers, and Reese's peanut butter cups and whatever and just mashed it up. That's dangerous. It is dangerous. <laughs> Can't do that every day because, oh boy, that would not be good. <laughs> so a little built like a lactose intolerant over my years and it's like right? oh man i can't I eat ice cream the same way i used to i know same here <laughs> i hate that so i really have to watch yep yeah i guess this would be kind of a hmm, question about your brain pink or purple oh the eyes are quickly oh oh okay oh but my choice is not in there but if i had to choose pink pink okay yeah what's your favorite color though uh, blue Blue. Mm -hmm. Hence the microphone wires. That's right. And teal too, what you have. Yeah. I stole teal first. You did. Yeah. So teal, I would have chosen that first, but it's okay. I like blue. Actually, we could have switched. You could have gone with teal and I could have taken the blue because I got the blue shirt on. So oh, it kind of would have okay. blend in. I, I, I kind of yeah. like the clash too. Yeah. You want clash. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Oh, so funny. Uh -oh. I've never asked this one before. Oh, would you rather. Are you going to ask me? Totally. Totally. <laughs> would you rather have. A comfy pillow or a snuggly blanket? Oh, snuggly blanket. Snuggly blanket. Yeah. You see, you can make it as a pillow. So you'd sacrifice your head and neck pain and everything. Not necessarily. I guess you could. Yeah, uh -huh. you can bunch it up as a pillow, but also have part of it cover you. Thinking outside the box. I like that. That's right. You got to get creative. <laughs> got to get creative. <laughs> all right. Oh, and in all seriousness now, do you have a life philosophy? So my life philosophy was top of my mom. And as I mentioned earlier, she was born and raised in Japan, strong work ethic. And ever since we were little, whatever we did, whatever we did, work, personal, school, she always used this word gambate, which always means do your best, no matter what. So as long as you do your best, whatever the outcome, you know you, you tried. And so the word gambate has always been in my vocabulary, always resonated with me. And anything I do, I always keep that in my mind, that word gambate. That's a so good So that's one. my life philosophy because there's some things that's just out of control. But if you mm -hmm. do your best, then whatever the outcome is, you know, be happy of what you did. Because you did give it all you got. You gave 100%. Yeah, because that's like one of the Boy Scouts things too, right? Do your best. Yeah. Boy Scout model. And also, like my boys are in Boy Scouts, so it's it's like an important thing, especially as a child growing up. It's like mm -hmm. you're gonna fail, you're gonna falter, you're gonna have hiccups and hurdles. Mm -hmm. Just do your best. Well, Yoda said that too. <laughs> do or do not, there is no try. I love <laughs> right? this lady. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going on Star Wars quotes. <laughs> Boba Fett, book of Boba Fett coming up this uh, couple weeks. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> 
Are you a true Star Wars fan or are you just like throwing Yoda quotes? No, I do. <laughs> I have this Yoda globe, you know, those snow globes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it has the quote, do or do not. There is, I love quotes too, so yeah. that's why. But I mean, that's a classic. That is a classic. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder where George Lucas or whoever the writer was came up with that. I know. I know. Because so, obviously I, it wasn't Yoda that came up with that, no. right? It was a writer. Right. So like who came what up was with in that? their mind when right. they were thinking about these characters? Right? I mean, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and <laughs> Princess Leia. I mean, how did that all come together? Wild, wild imagination. Yeah. That all came back in the play. There's like this whole story about George Lucas going through uh, mytho- like old stories of mythology and stuff like that and creating the same kind of characters mm-hmm. throughout his stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Hence, I don't know, big Wookiees and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of lost track after a while, actually. Tangents. Here we go. Yeah. No, I meant the, <laughs> the whole series. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. with the new ones and stuff. Yeah. 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 I didn't even get me going on that. I like the originals. So disappointed. Yeah. yeah. The originals. Yeah. And even the the prequels were better than the sequels. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed. Yeah. But oh. I'm not making them, so what can I complain? Really, <laughs> I could just be a voice and be like, "That one sucked." Not as bad as Game of Thrones, but. Okay, I haven't... I've you haven't been, even dove into no. Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, I haven't been in movie theater for so well, long. I'm trying to think. It's like running the C, your CEO of Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, I think Game of Thrones. It's really cutthroat. Oh, like, really? So when somebody uses the term, hey, that was a real Game of Thrones. Oh. That's like people playing cards and positioning against each other a lot oh. and a lot of cutthroat business and stuff like that. Okay. So it's become like a term and Got it. stuff. Got it. Because it's really cutthroat. Because like the good characters that normally in a normal show, yeah, okay, that's the that's the uh, protagonist and antagonist and stuff like that. And then, oh wait, that guy just died. They just killed him off. But he's a main character. What are you doing? It's like no, that's cutthroat. Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's really cutthroat. (laughs) Okay, so it was crazy. Uh, I learned something about that. I know it was all the hype, but I never did watch it. That was a really good yeah. show okay. until until you get to the last season, then you just don't even watch the last season. I heard it's addicting. Erase that. Yeah. Yeah, seven seasons, and then the eighth season is oh just kind of a total letdown. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, spoiler <laughs> alert for anybody out there. If you haven't watched it yet, well, you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> you I'm going to spoil it. For me. I'm totally going to spoil <laughs> Thanks. it. Thanks. <laughs> um, what is the most courageous thing that you've ever done? Oh, do I? I think um, the most courageous right now is my current decision to run for office. Yeah. Run for public office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're putting all of your personal goals and stuff aside, your business goals, professional goals. Right. But, you know, for me, it's something that's important. Um. And as I talked to my colleague earlier, uh, it was about what's the why. And there's so many important whys right now, especially what our state is facing. And so I felt this was the time to do it. And it's worth whatever private life, whatever, you know, um, um, comfort that I had or have right now in entering this whole new arena. Um, But I was raised by family values that, that really emphasize um, helping for the greater good and really helping each other, helping the community. Um, because my mom, my 
uh, father's side of the family um, immigrated from the Philippines. Um, oh. They came, yeah, they came here to Hawaii with no money, uh, brought their two kids. My grandpa worked in the sugarcane fields uh, and um, had four more kids later. And each child actually served in the public sector in some capacity, whether it's running for office or serving as a teacher, working for government, et cetera, but some aspect, but grandpa and grandma always emphasize helping your sibling, your younger sibling, and then also helping the greater good. So that was always ingrained in me. Uh, so fast forward, you know, right at this point of life, I just felt this was the moment where I can give back. Uh, and hopefully make a broader impact, especially as we move our state forward and then through this pandemic. It's it's one of those sayings that I've heard uh, over and over again. If you have the knowledge, experience, and quote unquote, the power, response, you have the responsibility mm-hmm. to help humanity with mm-hmm. that, not just keep it to yourself. Right, exactly. And I think all of us have that in us, right? And we can serve in so many different ways. And for me, it was about being in, um, serving the public. And so that's, that was right. That's, that's the reason why I decided to, uh, it's <laughs> a huge, it's a huge step too. It was. Yeah. All right. That's a huge, but I mean, you're already president and CEO of the chamber of commerce. Um, and we can kind of touch base on the chamber mm-hmm. of commerce. Like how many, uh, businesses around there do you guys have? In the chamber, we have two thousand plus members statewide. So we have members on each island, uh, representing over two hundred thousand employees, and most of our members are small businesses. So I would say a little over eighty percent. And when I say small business, on average, less than twenty employees, uh, because as we know, the small small businesses is the lifeline of our economic engine, and so. Um, past couple of years have just been just devastating for our local business community. Um, if you can imagine, um, even now there's still, even though things are looking better, there's more economic activity. There's so much more, um, support that needs to be given to our local business community because it will take a while to rebuild what they lost and what they lost impacts jobs and our working families. So it's really critical that we support our local businesses um, because it helps our working families and our uh, restored and provide jobs, et cetera. So um, yeah, and, and that's our role as a chamber, as the voice of business, is to advocate for our business community and their employees. Was there a big call out? Um, you know, the recently there was uh, the power outages. Mm-hmm. And power has been out for a couple of days in like some areas where businesses just haven't been able to open back up. Right. Do you guys help support or is there anything that can be offered from that perspective also? Yeah, no, we've heard some from businesses. I had some members text me photos of their business and what kind of damage, um, um, the the it caused weather caused and so what we did as an advocacy organization we did write to the governor asking him to um, ask for support from FEMA because there's certain resources that are not available here and a lot of it's financial resources right for small businesses um, especially again as they try to get out of this huge hole that the that COVID pandemic has caused and then just get kick down it, again exactly flood, yeah. just as they take five steps forward you know now they have to take 
seven steps back and it's, you know, it just takes that much more time to cover. So as an advocacy organization, we did send a letter to the governor asking him to um, ask for support from FEMA or other agencies. So whatever we can do to ensure that our small businesses are supported. Okay. And you guys are basically looking more for uh, financial support for those businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure they have like business insurance and stuff like that to cover some flooding and stuff like that. But there's also businesses that just couldn't open because the power's out. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a huge loss. Yeah. You know, from um, productivity to yeah. sales, et cetera. Like if you have a restaurant and you Ex can't open because the power's out. It didn't flood, but there's no power. It's like, exactly. Mm. And one day, one day it costs a lot. Yeah. You can lose a lot of money. Right. And so, um, yeah, and, and that, so that's what we're, and right now we're just fielding all these different, um, inquiries and, um, um, feedback as to how they're impacted. And from there we can collect that information and then continue to advocate for resources for local business community. What is the, one of the major problems that you see with uh, businesses starting up or staying open in Hawaii, particularly Hawaii as opposed to other states? Well, it, it's always been the cost of doing business, right? As an island state, some of the expenses are already, or the cost is inherent, um, but <clears throat> that's always been a challenge. But right now, especially during this pandemic, and as we get out of this pandemic, uh, it's always the financial aspect of it, right? And all the regulations and how to get out of it, how to navigate, how where do I get resources? So it's been challenging. I mean, I think, again, small business have been going through so much. There was... During the past couple of years, on a regular basis, we would get some email, you know, um, phone calls asking for support. Where do they go? Um, how do they get financial um, resources? I mean, we had everything. And for us as a chamber, as a business organization, it was important to help them navigate through that pandemic. Um, so right now, even though things are opening up, uh, many of them used their own personal savings, took out loans uh, just so they can keep their doors open. And now it's a matter of now making up for that, paying that back, right? And things have, are not back to where it was before. Um, and that's why it's going to be critical to, critical to continue to support our small businesses. I wanted to ask something about the Chamber of Commerce as you are talking. I just forgot about it. How old we are? <laughs> Old. Old, as yes. you found out. 1850, is that what you guys are telling me? Right. That's really, yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. We're the second largest chamber west of the Rockies. San Francisco Chamber is the oldest. Do you guys have lists of the businesses that were open back then and involved in the Chamber of Commerce? Like, oh, I think gosh. that would be interesting to see is like, hey, how many businesses were there yeah. involved in Hawaii in 1850? Uh, I mean, obviously, there were businesses <laughs> because that's how we were formed, right? The right. Number of business people that came together and decided, okay, we need to have an organization to represent business. Uh, beyond just representing business, though, looking at the history, they've done so much uh, to support the community because that's what it's all about. Uh, and I, not many people know, but the Chamber of Commerce gave birth to a number of community organizations. Blood Bank of Hawaii, really? Crime Stoppers, Aloha United Way, uh, Retail Merchants. Um, to, yeah, I can't. Those are the ones that come up the top of my head. Those are big ones, though. Those yeah. are big ones. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them are the community service organizations that really focus on the broader, 
right? The broader good, the broader community. But those were all born out of the Chamber of Commerce because the vision back then was about supporting community. And that's going to be critical as we move forward to rebuild our state is to um, support our communities and really connect communities with our government. So when you say born of of uh, the chamber, were they programs that were started within the chamber yeah. then became something else? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you guys have a program going right now, Hawaii is Hiring. We do. HawaiiIsHiring.com. So back in June or July of 2020, uh, we realized Hawaii went from the lowest unemployment rate to the highest unemployment rate. There were 200,000 plus in- people who were dislocated and didn't have jobs. So it was critical um, that we did something. So what we did was create this HawaiiIsHiring.com website in partnership with other uh, public and private partners. And it was a one-stop center where uh, any person who's seeking a job could go to. Um, They could search by the type of job they wanted, the different industries, by islands, and also provide resources for training, uh, resume tips, et cetera. So it continues to um, get updated in real time. And Katie Kahanui, she uh, manages that. uh, And we continue to get huge viewership. And that just goes to show that many people are still looking for jobs. And also, a lot of them have realized during COVID and reflected, okay, maybe I want to pivot. Maybe I want to do something else uh, and use that opportunity to transition to a different type of jobs. Uh, so again, if anyone is looking for a, a job or want to explore other opportunities, I encourage them to go to hawaiishiring.com. That could be one of those other programs that just morphs out the become its own thing. Right. Yeah. Just never know. I mean, we continue to get support, resources, uh, but it is a public-private partnership and it's a critical one, especially during this time. And there's other programs that you guys have had to dive into just as a result of COVID and the lockdowns and stuff? Mm-hmm. Because the state got some money, so the CARES monies. Money. And, oh, know. you know what we did with that money? Oh, HPD? We oh, bought I a robot dog. Among other did you guys things? buy a robot dog? No. Among other things, but robot dog. You guys didn't buy a robot dog. No, we okay, did not. more productive than that. Please tell me you did more productive. Okay, what'd you guys do? We bought the Hawaii and bought. So um, each state got some CARES funding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and again, during that time, businesses were just needed support. And so we just couldn't wait. So we said, you know what, let's put our heads together. Let's come up with some programs and propose that to the administration. Uh, And two programs came out of that, which was the Hawaii Restaurant Card Program and the Hawaii Business Pivot Program. That provided grants to businesses who were able to show that they pivoted their businesses during that time so that they can become more sustainable. So, for example, a lot of them apply for grants to pay for their e-commerce um, oh. transition because mm-hmm. many retail shops didn't have a website or any type of e-commerce. Mm-hmm. So they had to spend money, monies that did not have budgeted uh, to create website amongst other type of uh, e-commerce activities. So um, because they were able to show that they did pivot, uh, they were provided grants, uh, reimbursement grants to cover that. As far as the Hawaii restaurant car program, um, uh, a handful of us came together and said, okay, what can we do? Well, one, we need a fast injection of cash into our economy because mm-hmm. our economy was just not doing well. Uh, what can we do to support an industry who suffered so much during that time? And it was the restaurant industry. 
right, through the pandemic. And we know that the restaurant industry supports so many others through the supply chain, whether it's the fishermen, the farmers, the suppliers, the, the truck drivers truck delivering truck, food. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a long supply chain. So by supporting restaurants, that would support the entire supply chain. Um, and then so that came came up with the Hawaii Restaurant Car Program, and the governor allocated $75 million to the program, which came out to $150 million for the economy. So that kind of multiplier impact. Uh, mm. effect and it also um, restored jobs for the industry uh, as well as um, stimulated our economy and sustained that industry and helped stabilize that industry uh, for a certain time period which was very much needed during that time and also important is that it helped those who really needed the um, support and you know those who were unemployed who never thought they would be unemployed, but overnight they lost their job. Um, so these $500 Hawaii restaurant cards were given to those on unemployment and they're able to spend it uh, wherever they wanted, wherever uh, the restaurants took those cards. And we heard so many uh, stories and it's so heartwarming because we hear some families, you know, just never went, was able to afford to go out to a restaurant, but they're able to go to a nice restaurant during Thanksgiving for their family of four. And it just, you know, provided that, um, I guess, hope and just this, this, I guess, positive spirit during a time when people are just so, um, it was one of the darkest times of um, many of us, right? And going through these challenges. So it's just things like that where we felt as a chamber just, had to be creative, innovative, and act fast. Uh, so that's where we came together, came up with these ideas, proposed it to the administration. Uh, and we're so grateful that the administration supported those ideas and funded those um, ideas with the CARES monies. And it helped save many businesses um, because of that and many jobs um, for our working families. How, I'm going to get a question on more of your personality here. How important is it for you to be adaptable? Definitely have to be uh, flexible, pivot, right? We have to just be fluid in this situation. Um, and for us at the Chamber, it's always critical that we listen. We make sure we want to hear from our businesses. What are the needs? What are the concerns? What can we do to support them? Um, so we're constantly finding different ways to do that um, and really ensure that we are supporting our local business community uh, as well as all those that they employ. Yeah, it was really sad to see some of those businesses, long-time restaurants oh like yeah. Leaky Leaky Drive-In yeah. like, shut down their doors and never mm -hmm. open back up. It's like, dude. Exactly. Mel's Drive-In, Meg's Drive-In up the road, they're shutting down too? There's so many. Yeah, right? they've been open for so long and then- Right, and places where we grew up with, right? We'd spend special I'm, holidays and Let me tell you, mm -hmm. if, if Leonard's decides to shut down, I'm going nuts. I'm sure many will. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard's, you're not allowed to go out of business. Sorry. Yeah, it was just, it was just really, we had, again, phone calls and said, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, many on their last lifeline, and I've spent every dollar I've used my own personal monies took out loans and um, just mentally emotionally physically it just takes a toll um, and so that's where we just knew as the chamber to just elevate our efforts and go full force and you know we, we have a good team and they knew what we 
what how important um, our support was needed to help our local business community and um, and saving jobs. Uh, how long have you been president of the chamber? Eight years. Okay. I've been with the chamber for 15 years total. Okay. Where would you like to see the chamber in another eight years? Continuing to strengthen our role as an advocacy organization. Uh, I, I really am proud of our education and workforce development um, department. And that's an arena that is relatively new. We've been... Um, uh, part of this area for a couple of years, and thankfully for Kayla Peters, uh, Katie Kahanui, and Lord Ryan, uh, really elevating our role as a community organization in supporting our education and workforce development initiatives and leading those efforts, working with various stakeholders on both the public and private side, from working with universities, high schools. I mean, currently we work with Waipahu High School, Pearl City, Campbell, uh, and Kapolei. Believe, and um, we're going to continue to grow that uh, because it's really critical that we connect our high school students and even starting from middle school and connect them with these work-based learning opportunities, letting them get excited about all these different type of jobs that um, you know they can learn about and get interested in, and that way once they find out well what's out there whether it's um in business whether it's in trade whether it's been being a carpenter um there's so many opportunities out there but we need to expose them to to that early on so mm -hmm. they know that yes they can get good quality uh, jobs and how can they prepare themselves how can you prepare that pipeline for them so that they can work towards those goals so i definitely want to see in eight years that we are heavily invested in that area because that's the way we can address uh, the challenges that we have today and to ensure that our future, our students today are hopeful about the future tomorrow. Has anybody ever told you that you have great speaking cadence? Oh, I do? Oh. Oh, totally. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, it's, it's so great to have a Chamber of Commerce that is involved with youth and trying to build them up you know, because it's one of the things that I've seen, even go through uh, Kamehameha at high school. I don't feel like it was all in all preparing its students, not, not necessarily, mm -hmm. I don't know about now, but just in the 90s when I was going to school, that's how old I am. Um, I don't know if it prepared us for business and entrepreneurship. It definitely was there mm -hmm. to build us up to either go off to college or go into trade school or go off and work for the city and county or state or go into the military. Mm -hmm. like it wasn't built around necessarily building a job or building a business. Yeah. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's what's been great um, is that we're seeing more of this connectivity with uh, various stakeholders from the public and private sector, recognizing that we all need to work together. We cannot work in silos to strengthen our talent pipeline uh, because it's going to be critical that we all work together as one community to help build this future workforce. Yeah. Uh, I just get excited. I, there's so many great things going on right now um, it, it, with the chamber, um, specifically with education workforce development. Uh, just con It's all this making that connection, and that's going to be critically important. Whatever we do, it's about connection and community and working together. Uh, is there any kind of technology that you've seen come across uh, recently or going forward in the future that you see is going to make a big impact on businesses? Oh, I mean, like the internet was huge, right? right. 
<clears throat> I mean, I, I think we're seeing that already, right? Um, it was cloud-based, the most recent one. Uh, but I, as we move forward, I believe more businesses recognizing how technology has played a role during the past couple of years. Uh, we're going to see more of that. We've seen it right now. We're working. We can have Zoom meetings from around the world and connect people that way. Uh, and I'm sure because of that, we're going to see much more innovation and much more creativity to have that kind of um, technology integrated into business uh, to promote more uh, commerce, uh, promote more connection, promote more opportunities. So specifically, um, I mean, I can't, <laughs> I don't know what kind of technology because that's ever changing. There's always something that comes out and it's a lot more fast paced right now. But again, I think we all recognize how much technology has played a role during this pandemic it's and how it kept us connected. It did. Yeah. And I've always said that the internet is the reason we were able to have a shutdown. Mm -hmm. Like if the pandemic happened in the 80s oh, or even boy. the 90s, yeah. we would never have shut down. Yeah. You couldn't have, you couldn't have lived. You couldn't mm -hmm. have survived. Mm -hmm. You couldn't have had uh, stay-at-home school. Mm -hmm. There's no work from home either. Right. Like everybody had to go out yeah. and go to work. So like the internet was one of the main things that allowed us to have this kind of shutdown. So it's a double-edged sword too. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, it allows you to do so much more. Right. And technology has provided more flexibility too. When mm -hmm. you think about it, you know, who would have thought that working from home would be a concept? But I'm still waiting for that concept <laughs> to come to my profession, but yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. But it's, uh, it just, it's now providing more flexibility. Uh, it, it, it um, it creates a hybrid environment. I know at our office, uh, we have a hybrid environment um, because it's going to be about flexibility, adapting to the current environment as well as the future environment. And technology will play a huge role in that effort. Do you find it's advantageous to have your employees work from home sometimes? Yeah, I, I think we all, again, we have to be flexible. Uh, and especially now as um, there's a lack of workforce shortage. There's more businesses now finding different ways to support employees. And that's critical, right? To make sure we support our employees first and to make sure that we work around what they need, how they work best. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not a one size fits all. I think everyone works differently. Uh, and every type of business works differently as well. So all depends, um, how they operate best. Uh, but for here at the chamber, you know, we felt that it was important to support our team uh, in ensuring that they know what's best in terms of their productivity. Yeah. And, and some of them have young kids and, you know, it's challenging. Childcare is challenging. Yeah. And so if we can help in that way so that they have that flexibility to stay at home and to make sure that they can support the kids at the same time work. Yeah, Technology totally. has able, you know, been able to um, allow us to do that. Yeah, especially in this day and age where most households have two incomes, like both parents are working right. or have to work. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like before in the 80s and 90s and maybe before that where maybe mom stayed home yeah. and dad worked. Right. And mom did take care of the kids. And so you could have the kids stay home. Mm -hmm. Now you can't. Right. It's like you can't have a second grader staying home doing distance learning by themselves. Like, no. No, that doesn't happen. Somebody has to be yeah. with them. Yeah. So technology, there's good and there's bad, but I think in this day and age and as we move forward, it's going to be a play a critical role in all aspects of our life. Yeah. Cause it's here. Like yeah. you're not going to get rid of it. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Like those, uh, uh, those apocalyptic movies where all the electricity <laughs> goes out and like, well, if all the electricity went out, we'd kind of revert back to, uh, the Amish type 
(laughs) It wouldn't go to crap. We'd we'd survive. We will. Yeah. Yeah. We could totally survive without the internet. I didn't. We didn't have the internet growing up. No, I didn't have internet. I mean, the most high tech I had during high school is the electric typewriter. We didn't even have word processors during my time. Floppy disk. Do you remember floppy disk? Floppy disk. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think I had email ad- uh, emails until I think late in college is when yep. it first came out. <laughs> yeah, for me, we didn't do any email until college. And now mm-hmm. my kids who are in grade school are emailing back and forth with their students and the teachers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Their assignments and everything are turned in uh, virtually. You know, they have their tablet and everything. They Either they, if they write out the homework on paper, mm-hmm. they have to take a picture of it with their tablet and send that in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, it's like, to show change. your work. Yeah. How do you show your work? You, well, you take a picture of the paper. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> you couldn't just turn in the paper? I like, know, right? <laughs> no, she doesn't want to touch the paper. It's like, are you kidding me? It's like <laughs> crazy stuff. But again, you know, they're training the kids for the future. They're not mm-hmm. training the kids for the past. Exactly. Or even now. Which kind of makes me wonder. That's why I asked the question about what the, what's the chamber going to be like in eight years, and the technology and stuff. Because we don't even know what Mm-mm. they're going to be doing. Mm-mm. No, like, we don't. Have but... you heard of NFTs? Huh? NFTs, non fungible tokens. Oh gosh, that's like the new thing that's coming <gasps> out. Know. That's going to revolutionize um, business and transactions and stuff like that. It's crazy. Bitcoins and, I don't even know. and all that. Bitcoins, yes, cryptocurrencies. I, yeah. yeah. I think they're going to explain it over and over for me to finally understand. Yeah, because I don't even know is. what the yeah. hell they're talking about. All I know is like there's important people who are screaming that this is the <laughs> right? next thing. So it's like, well, can you explain it a little bit better? Because I I heard you explain it, but it still doesn't make any sense. I know it's it's amazing how far technology has come, but yeah. how fast it continues to evolve. I mean, even paying things at the grocery store using my iPhone and just putting my iPhone right there and. And it's only been, there. That's only been like 10 years. I know. That we've had these smartphones mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12 years. Yep. Before that, we didn't have these. No. And Gosh. now have kids have them. Pagers. <laughs> I can't imagine. Like, if I lost my phone, I'd be like lost. That's our life right there. Right. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. If a comet ever hits us, we're done. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the kids know better how to operate the phone than, than most adults. It's insane. When I watch my yeah. kids do their homework oh, uh, with, the, with the iPad and stuff. Uh-huh. The way that they move their hands right? on the screen yeah. and how many apps and stuff they mm-hmm. have open and closed, there's, they just breeze across it so fast. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, how are you able to do that? It's like so easy, Dad. I don't know. Yeah. I, know. I, I, I feel like my parents now. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Times have changed. And it, continue yeah. To and change. It is so fast. Yeah. It's crazy. Let's go back in time. Okay. If there was a historical event that you wish you could have experienced firsthand or witnessed, what would that be? Event. Don't say Krakatoa. (laughs) You know, these questions, it's like I can never pinpoint one because there's so many good ones. Oh, just name one then. I don't know if it's an event per se. Okay. I think I would go back to um, having a conversation with my dad, considering where I am now and what, my upcoming uh, <laughs> um, uh, decision. Decision. Yeah. It's all about. Uh, yeah, just because my dad served in, in the the um, public sector. He was a representative, and back then, so he passed away in, back in '99. And so I never had those type of conversations with him. 
but he was he was so passionate about it. But you know, at that time, I was just all over. <laughs> um, so if I could go back to that time and having those conversations, uh, yeah, that's that would be that's top of mind. That always comes to my mind. Gosh, if I only had one more day, right? With were, dad, yeah. just to pick his brain. Mm-hmm. So when you're a kid or when you're you know young, just take it for granted. I mean, you just totally right. And I totally so, know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, my dad passed away when I was 13. So, mm-hmm. um, training accident, he just went off to training oh and gosh. then, you know, they, they would go, he was in the army, so they would go out for a week or two weeks and didn't come uh, home. So oh like geez. all those conversations as a 13 year old pubescent kid. Yeah, yeah. They just didn't have. So yeah, totally know what you mean. Okay. So it's not quite an event per se, but right. Yeah. But that's a good conversation that uh, mm-hmm. I wish I had had. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you wish you'd had too. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's always a good one. That's part of the reason I have um, the podcast. Should anything happen to, to me? To get me emotional and to get me. <laughs> no, more for okay. selfish, selfish reasons. <laughs> but it's like, right. uh, so like I don't have any video of my dad. Mm, oh. Well, I have pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, and all I have is my memories. Uh, so I would like some video content yeah. for my kids to yeah. be able to see their father. Should anything happen to me, mm-hmm. you know, you, you never know. Car accident. Who knows? Okay, now you're gonna make me <laughs> stop already. Okay, let's switch gears. Give me all teary. <laughs> sorry. sorry, it's okay. No, no. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Hawaii real. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what would Yoda say? <laughs> cry or cry not. <laughs> Cry or cry not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do or do not. There is no cry. There's yeah. no crying in baseball. <laughs> and what movie is that from? A League of Their That's Own. That's right. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a movie that you've watched over and over again? Few Good Men. Oh. I just love that. Mm. Yeah. There's certain scenes too where you can watch over and over and over. The the court scene? Yeah. At the end? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Cruise just gets up and <laughs> like that would ever happen in court. I mean, it's very uh, Hollywood-ish, right? I know it's uh, just, but no, it's a great. Yeah. I think we watched that part in the Academy too. Somebody played that part, and Jerry Maguire too. That's a good one. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. So Tom Cruise is your boy. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. But I guess <laughs> I Top do Gun like too. I'm still movies. waiting. Yeah, I'm still waiting I, for Top Gun too. It's coming out, right? Soon. I don't know. They kept. They said it was coming out two years ago and didn't come out. Well, he already filmed it. Yeah, it was Did all he? done. Yeah, it's ready to go. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, it just like fell off the planet. Hmm. Well, hopefully soon. Hopefully. I was no, so that's a movie to go I'll go to that. a theater to watch. Oh, definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Have you, did you go see? Um, Top Gun in the theater when they re-released it at the Hanaho Picture Show in no. Ward? No. So Ward theaters would have their Hanaho Picture Show where oh. they would show like 80s movies. Oh, no way. Yeah, so you could go, we, would, we went to go watch Top Gun uh-huh. and just a different experience in the theater. Like when the planes fly by, it's like... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah it's just an amazing experience to see just Top Gun 1 in mm-hmm. the theater. Can't imagine Top Gun 2, what that's going to oh, be Oh, gosh. Like. Yeah. I haven't been in a theater for so long. I can't remember what the last day. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm not good in movie theaters. I end up falling asleep. That's my problem. Oh, it's even made worse with the reclining seats Right, now. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. Because then you just paid $80 I, to 
sleep and take a nap. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's quite an experience, so. Yeah. Yeah. So we always pick and choose, like, specifically what movie. If we're going to mm. go to the theater to watch it or we're going to wait for it to come out on, mm. you know, streaming services yeah. or whatever. Most of the Marvel movies we'll go see. I think those action-packed one it makes is yeah. better in the theaters because you have all that sound effects, right? Yeah. Yeah, and the surround sound system. And, yeah. yeah. The experience. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because it's like a big investment to go to the movies. It is. And when you go, you have to get the popcorn and licorice and everything else and arare, mochi crunch, and mix it in a popcorn. <laughs> Microwave popcorn at home and watch a movie is not quite the same experience. Not even close. <laughs> yeah. You are correct. Not even close. <laughs> Even with the big screen TVs, that's like another technological thing. Like TVs oh have just, yeah. I don't know, they're on steroids. They're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And thinner and thinner and thinner. And thinner. Yeah. 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 I remember having like a uh, flat screen 30 inch television and thinking that I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> now that's small. That's it's tiny. Like yeah. you would, my computer monitor is bigger than that. I know, you know? right? Like, well, well, now everybody's watching from their iPad or their computer or other type of mobile device the next so. thing is like the the wearable um oh, the a, goggles and stuff like that isn't it already out yeah yeah so i think that's gonna make uh i don't know a trend because then you don't need a big screen tv you can put the goggles on oh and God. watch it as big as you want oh jeez. but it's still not the same yeah not the same <laughs> movie theater with the popcorn and everything right. i hope through all the technological advancements we have that the movie theater thing stays yeah just yeah. morphs and adapts, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't be like Blockbuster. Go away. Yeah, we need that, you know, just old school. Or even drive-ins. Like, didn't during oh, COVID, right? like, people are opening up drive-ins? Yeah, yeah. What happened with that? I don't know. Like, we have the big Pearl Ridge one. That is, they never use that, right? That's right, yeah. I remember going to uh, the drive-ins over there as a kid. I don't think we had one in Hilo. Yeah, so... There's nothing in no, there's not nothing <gasps> That is in not true. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of jungle and woods. Uh, I give you that. Hilo is awesome. <laughs> okay. All you Hilo peeps out there, you are awesome. That's right. But it's the people that make it awesome. Something in the water in Hilo. Since you walk off that plane and smell the Hilo air, it just does something. Are we, are we shouting out Hawaiian Springs water? Oh, well, I guess you are. Because well, yeah, that's bubbles. where it's from. <laughs> right. They bottle it right uh, from the aquifer in the Big Island. Yeah. It must be Hilo side. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's well, a special the place. Side, they're putting a telescope on top of that. You know, there's, you know, it's a whole nother conversation. Well, Sherry, yeah. time's up. It's been so great having you on the show. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this conversation. All right. It's glad. Fun. It was, uh, yeah, a good, good flowing conversation. Some tough questions, but also some fun questions, you know, and yeah. Just got to enjoy. That's how we roll. Yeah, exactly. That's how we roll. And I like doing that. I like having these kind of just off the cuff kind of conversations too. So, because then you get to the real part, heart of the person. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes a lot of people don't know things about. Oh, Next yeah. Time I'm going to turn the tables and ask you the questions. Share Bear. <laughs> That's okay. the title of the episode. <laughs> Share Bear. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Sherry. Best right. of luck to you in the future. Thank you. It's good talking with you. Good talking with you too. Yeah, thanks for having this. All right. All right. And as always, stay happy, Hawaii. You got three shakas. <laughs> <laughs>